0: If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Well, what in the world does that mean? Stick around a few minutes and you'll find out as we follow up from last Sunday's message and dig a little deeper into the passage. My name's David Miller, and I'm the pastor of membership here in McGregor, and this is Beyond the Notes. This past Lord's Day, we dealt with some of the ingredients of reconciliation that are presented in the Apostle Paul's conflict with the Corinthian church. We've talked a lot about that conflict really since we started preaching on this epistle. And as we look specifically at 2 Corinthians 5, verses 11 through 17 on Sunday, we zoomed in on three of those ingredients. One is a hopeful approach to reconcile that's based on the fear of the Lord. Uh, Number two was the gracious motivation of Christ's love for us that really prompts us to attempt reconciliation with other people. And the third is we're aided greatly in our attempts at reconciliation by the new perspective that we are given on everything when God saves us. And I mentioned that our salvation brings about a new perspective on other people, on Christ, and of course on ourselves. We, we, when we're saved, we, we look and think differently about all three of those things because of our new birth. And specifically in verse 17 of 2 Corinthians 5 is sort of where the sermon landed. And that verse is it's one of those verses that beautifully sums up the gospel in one sentence. I'm going to read it to you here. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, many of you will probably be familiar with that verse. And I didn't mention this on Sunday, but as an aside, um, it's interesting to note that the word behold in verse 17 is the only command in the verses that we looked at on the Lord's Day. It's the only imperative there, and even though reconciliation is commanded as an obligation of the Christian in other passages in the Bible, in this passage, reconciliation is kind of more caught than taught explicitly. Reconciliation is being more described, I guess you could say, than it is uh, commanded here. And that doesn't make it any less important by any means, but it's just interesting to note. But one of the sweet things specifically in verse 17 that I really didn't get to dive into in our gathering just due to time was the radical nature of what Paul is really declaring here in verse 17 when he says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. I think, at least in North America, that way too many professing Christians have bought into the lie that Jesus is just some sort of... Um, helpful perk that you can just add to your life. A few weeks ago, I upgraded my mobile phone plan with my carrier, and the primary motive that I used to make that change was a perk that they were offering if I upgraded, and it seemed beneficial to me and not too costly, and so I changed our plan and I added the perk. And in a similar way, that sadly is what many people believe the gospel is, that Jesus is just some sort of perk that we add to our life that seems beneficial and not too costly. And that's tragic because nothing could be further from the truth. And I think that stems from the plan of salvation getting presented as God has a wonderful plan for your life. You'll get lots of perks if you upgrade to Jesus and add him to your life and you'll be happier and you'll have peace and... One day you'll gain heaven. So why in the world wouldn't you consider adding this perk to your cart before you check out? That's kind of the attitude, and it's an awful thing. Because it's not the gospel, friends, and it's certainly not what Paul is describing here in Second Corinthians 5, verse 17. Again, he says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold the new has come what the bible is describing here is a radical change that takes place when god saves us the gospel begins with my recognition that i'm a helpless sinner unable to do anything about my sinful condition i bring nothing to my salvation except the sin that necessitates it salvation in christ is nothing short of a rescue mission for you and i And you and I are incapable of adding a perk in our life to fix that. Paul's not talking about a do-over here. But the Bible says when God reconciles a sinner to himself, that sinner is now a new creature. Meaning that from the moment of our salvation, we begin to participate in the new creation to come. Verse 17 is just one of many New Testament verses that describe the new birth that... Jesus actually spoke to Nicodemus about in uh, John chapter 3. When we're born again, everything changes. Our old life to the slavery of sin has passed away, and our new life to following Jesus has come about. In all of the gospel accounts, Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God in two ways. Future tense, that the kingdom of God is coming one day, and in present tense, that the kingdom of God is now here. This is how Jesus spoke about it in the New Testament. And a good way that you may have heard that this is described is that the kingdom of God is already but not yet. Because when Jesus came in His first coming, He inaugurated the kingdom of God. But in His second coming... He will consummate the kingdom of God. And I know some of you are thinking, what does this have to do with verse 17? Well, honestly, I want to challenge you to think about that today because there's a similar para- parallel to the kingdom of God being already but not yet to our salvation being already but not yet. And I don't think that this can be emphasized enough. I think that's Paul. That's what Paul's getting at here in uh, verse 17. Again, when God saves us, we begin to participate in the new creation that is to come. We're given a new nature that instantly affects everything about us as the Lord progressively sanctifies us. Our desires and our attitudes change and our conduct and how we handle ourselves also changes. Everything begins to change with salvation. And Peter actually tells us why in 1st Peter 1. He's talking about the Christian's pursuit of holiness and he says this in verses 22 and 23. He says love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And here's the kicker. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but have imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. See, there's something about that new creature that we become in salvation that starts the clock on our participation in the new creation to come. And that's because in salvation, who we are gets shifted. It gets shifted from the impending death of this world to the life that is to come in the new creation, in the the kingdom of God, the new heaven and the new earth one day when Christ returns. I'm not sure of all of what that means, but it's encouraging to think about, so I challenge you to do so. That wraps up our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this smash the like button, hit the subscribe button, and share this podcast with somebody. We'd appreciate that. You can also feel free to give us a review if you'd like to. And before we go, if you want to be ready for next Sunday's sermon, uh, we'll be continuing in 2 Corinthians 5. We'll be looking at verses 18 through 20. So feel free to read ahead. God bless you, and have a great week.